0: What's going on, everybody? And welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 215. We're here on Tuesday, September 8th, with 55 days until the election. We're joined here on Triggered by one of our favorite guests, the awesome Liz Harrington, national spokesperson for the Republican National Committee. Thanks so much for coming on again, Liz. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, real quickly before we jump into today's news, I wanted to take us back a few weeks to the RNC because – We thought it was really spectacular and set us up nicely to take momentum charging into the final 60 days here. How did you all manage to put together such a compelling event, which really was like a pioneer of its kind?
1: Well, thanks for asking, because you're right. It deserves more media coverage. Um, It it really was amazing. Um, And I think. Uh, all of the work that went into it, which was the RNC, you you understand so well. We had to change our plans. We were years preparing in Charlotte in person, and then we were going to move to Jacksonville, and it just wasn't working out with all the timing. And so for the campaign to come together and move it all uh, to a real television event, it was basically two and a half hours every single night, it worked out so much better because we could command attention and we could say, okay, well, what are the biggest issues we need to hit? And what are the strongest voices we can highlight of everyday Americans from across the political spectrum, really, uh, that all just had one thing in common, which was loving our country and laying out the contrast of what the choice is in this election and so honestly it came together so well because we were able to just focus on highlighting real voices which those would have gotten lost during the speeches during the day and you know the the way convention coverage works in the past um of in person which we love being in person we love the gatherings we love being on radio row i would have been up and down that all day every day but It was a great opportunity to really show such a different contrast, which is amazing because the Democrats had Hollywood producing (laughs) their Zoom, PBS, woke telethon that was so boring (laughs) and didn't even talk about their agenda, didn't even talk about what Biden's done the last 47 years and didn't talk about what their agenda is in action. The riots, the crime, the lawlessness, defunding the police, everything that's happening in these Democrat-run cities, they didn't even touch the reality of what's going on in the country. We got an opportunity to show this is what we believe in. We love our country, and it's worth defending. And we're going to show exactly what President Trump did, putting his agenda into action, and what we're going to do going forward by continuing that just respect and reverence for the ideals that have got us where we are today as Americans. So it really did come together beautifully. And again, i have it's amazing to see we spent four nights putting it all on the line saying, this is the values we share. This is everything that we believe in as a country. Let's have the argument. These are our ideas. This is the American idea that we're defending. And what were we met with? Screaming, unhinged lunatics waiting for us when we left the White House on the last night of the RNC. These people do not want to debate. They want to silence you. They want, they accost you and attack you. What happened to Senator Paul and his wife? What happened to Alice Johnson? And what happened to all of us leaving? I mean, at the very least, we were cursed out men, women, and children, the elderly, everybody. Uh, just completely accosted. And, you know, you couldn't have a bigger contrast of like, this is what we believe in. We want to have the debate. And what did Nancy Pelosi say uh, after our convention? Nope, we don't need debates. We shouldn't have debates. Well, neither did the the left wing mob screaming in the streets. They don't believe in debates either.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that display of left wing thuggery afterwards was just disgusting. I mean, it was so
1: disgusting and and it got no attention hardly whatsoever. It got what two mentions on CNN. yeah, uh, they had to barely mention it because a senator was attacked. I mean, one of the police man uh, men who was protecting him had to get stitches. and apparently one of the the guy who did it was just released. Uh, not even charged. I mean this is lawlessness, and this is what you get. When Democrats run cities top to bottom. This is the Biden-Harris agenda in action, no cash bail. And it's on display for everyone to see. And it's it's this is why we have to defend against it and fight against it. And we laid it all out on the line. And I think it really was received well by the American people and especially disaffected Democrats who say, this isn't the party I remember. This I don't want to be associated with any of this. But Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they're not saying any of that. they they are not condemning it. And if anything, they're really welcoming it in. They're mimicking the same uh, agenda. They're mimicking the same words of Ilhan Omar and members of the squad. They're saying the same things. So it's really, really troubling. and that's what we're uh, really fighting against,
0: yeah. and I think that's what's on everyone's mind. and we saw more, you know, leftist violence over the weekend. It, it seems to have broken containment now. It's no longer just, you know, Portland and radical left cities. It's places like Rochester and Pittsburgh. I mean, even freaking Louisville for the Kentucky Derby. You know, this mm-hmm. is definitely scary for a lot of folks. Is this just a sign of what we face widespread as conservatives if, to God forbid, we were to lose this election? Well,
1: you'll, you'll notice they're doing it in anywhere that Democrats will let them. Right. Mm -hmm. And if they try to do that in a place where someone comes to their senses, like the Democrat governor of Wisconsin and Kenosha, it'll end pretty quickly if they accept the president's help and putting in the National Guard. Look, I think they're so desperate. They've seen the situation, what happened with communist China and this pandemic. They thought that they smelt blood in the water for America. Right. They thought that we were really on the verge and yep. they use this as an opportunity and we know they're well-funded. I mean, 46 different states was their arrest records in Kenosha, four, all out of state. I and mean, that's unbelievable that coming from 40 different, 46 different states all around the country, well, how are they getting there? How are they financed? So look, they, they see an opportunity to really destroy this country because what are they chanting in the streets? Death to America. I mean, you thought yeah. you'd never see the day. American streets, the words death to America being chanted. This isn't Tehran. <laughs> this yeah, is in Oakland.
2: Like out
0: there. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's unbelievable and the Democrats won't even condemn it. You no, know, if anything, they're saying, oh, this is peaceful. This is mostly peaceful. And then suddenly when it came to a swing county, Then they had to kind of change their tune, but they're still not condemning it. This is their base. This is on the left. This is left-wing violence, uh, left-wing mobs being enabled by left-wing politicians who are enacting left-wing policies. All of these different cities, Minneapolis, Seattle, Portland, LA, uh, New York City, they've all defunded the police. They've all shown a very disengaged, a very soft on crime approach. Uh, very light touch when it comes to this violence and law breaking. and look what the results are. So the, the solution is look or the what's on display for everyone to see is you, if you allow lawlessness, it will continue. And what President Trump is saying, I don't care what your ideology, uh, what if you're a Democrat mayor and a Democrat governor accept our help. We have to restore law and order. And these are all cities, by the way, who vote overwhelmingly Democrat. That's what's so hilarious about the media and Democrats saying, oh, this is Donald Trump's America. Oh, really? Because where I'm sitting right now, 90 percent voted for Hillary Clinton in Washington, D.C., 90 percent. And of course, in Seattle, Minneapolis, all these different cities, it's, you know, 70 percent, it's 80 percent, 69 percent, whatever it is, it's overwhelmingly Democrat. So the sad thing is they're letting this happen to their own constituency, the law abiding citizens among them. They're just letting their businesses be destroyed. Who's going to have a, a thriving business in any of these parts of these cities that They're just letting mobs take over. It's complete. It's just terrible. And so what President Trump is saying, I don't care whether who you voted for, we're going to be there to uh, restore law and order. We have to. And these people are going to be prosecuted. And I'm so glad to hear Attorney General William Barr talk about this. They are combing through all of this videotape. They are making federal arrests because it's a crime to cross state lines to incite violence, to engage in rioting. All of this is against the law, and you will be prosecuted. So they're desperate. I think they they saw an opportunity. And unfortunately, it's only the Democrat mayors and governors who are just letting it happen. But I think they're going to get a rude awakening come November 3rd in all of these areas, because regardless of if you're on the left or the right, uh, liberal or conservative, you want security for your neighborhood. You want a shot at the American dream. And that doesn't happen with this lawlessness. That doesn't happen with these left-wing mobs. It's so anti-American. They don't want any dissent. They don't want any public debate. Uh, They want to intimidate you. And I think they're going to have a very rude awakening though, come November 3rd and all these places that Democrats are just allowing this to happen because it doesn't have to be this way.
0: Yep. The silent majority certainly, I think, is going to step up on November 3rd. And all these places have, you know, histories of maybe no Republican mayors in their in their town, certainly pre-World War II, And it's just laughable that they try to make this out to be somehow President Trump's fault when he has offered countless times to help these cities.
1: Exactly right. And he I mean, we've been there calling for this. Our our message has not changed. You notice that. Right. I mean, and it's amazing about President Trump regardless of the issue, he is so consistent because he's not pulling one over you. He's being honest. He actually believes in in the policies that he's advocating for, mm-hmm. and whether it's trade, whether it's the economy, whether it's law and order. Our message has been consistent because we actually believe it. We're not just saying the next thing to get elected. And look at all over the map. I mean, the media and Democrats working in unison, they rewrite the script almost every day and act as if we were all born yesterday, (laughs) act as if we can't believe what our eyes, what we're seeing and what we're hearing. And it's unbelievable just the complete lies and the lack of integrity coming out of our media now that literally says, yeah, you can't believe what you're seeing. You can't believe the facts on the ground. You can't believe anything. No, just here, take this latest Democrat DNC talking point and believe it. Well, people aren't believing it anymore because you're literally contradicting reality, mm-hmm. and you can't just change the script overnight, and suddenly the mostly peaceful protests are Donald Trump's America. It can't be both. It can't be but bo- true. Both things can't be true. Um, and our message has been consistent from the very beginning because. We called out what's wrong. I mean, it's absolutely, I remember when it first started happening in Minneapolis and that entire weekend and when St. John's Church, they tried to burn it down in D.C. It was devastating to see what was happening in city after city after city. This is our country. These are all Americans who have to live in these places long after the news cameras go away. Well who's going to be there to build back better? Right. It's certainly not going to be the people that created it, which is like a place like Minneapolis that is top to bottom run by not just democrats far left democrats. And for Ilhan Omar over the weekend to say that this is, you know, a movement, these are uprisings, these are justified and talking about fundamental change. Well, if you want real change in a place like Minneapolis vote Republican because they haven't ever had a Republican mayor since 1972 when Dick Erdahl was mayor for a single day, they haven't had it. So if you want to change things, you're going to have to stop voting Democrat because how is this possible that somehow Democrats, they screw everything up for decades and then the solution Is to elect more Democrats? I don't think so. And I think Americans are catching on to this.
0: Yeah. And I think you saw their desperation really come to the forefront with the events over the past 10 days or so, especially now with them pushing this nonsensical fake story from the Atlantic, which has now been thoroughly debunked on the record by nearly everyone that was actually there. And it, it doesn't seem to be resonating at all. Even some lefty journo that went up to Wisconsin, which I'm surprised they could even find it. They <laughs> said that No one there actually brought it up unprompted. And when they were asked about it, they didn't really believe it. And we actually think that this was what they had planned for their October surprise. But things were spiraling so far out of control that they had to pull the trigger much than they wanted. Is this what, all they have left down the tank on the left?
1: It's all they've had this entire time. I mean, think about it. The only difference is the media is not as, I mean, they're still pretty arrogant, but they're not quite where they were in 2016 when literally literally none of them thought President Trump was going to win. And so they were like, well, you know, this dossier, I can't really confirm a (laughs) single piece of it. So I guess we won't run it except uh, in places like Mother Jones, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, but Obama, Biden, they ate it up. Their FBI, oh, yeah, they used it to spy. I mean, they knew it was a fraud. It was a complete fake document. So the only difference is is the media is actually scared because – they what we've been living through the last 4 years is basically their different stages of grief right over 2016 <laughs> and it's this you know group therapy session being played out every single day and they move on from one thing to the next but a lot of anger a lot of uh rejection of reality and all these things but they they don't care anymore they will do anything to They didn't think they had to publish that garbage, but now they'll literally publish anything, no matter if there's emails that say the contrary, no matter if there's at least dozens of on the record, high ranking officials who were actually there to refute it. No, they don't care. Uh, Oh, does it sound like something... It's something he would say. No, it sounds (laughs) like something I would write if I was doing a parody of what Never Trump fan fiction sounds like. That's what it sounds like. It's absurd. I mean, actually read this article, which don't even waste your time, honestly. (laughs) The second I saw it, and the second I saw the same usual suspects with the blue check marks retweeting it, ooh, like these pull quotes and saying, oh no, uh, I knew, I knew it wasn't, it was going to fall apart. And then I actually read the stupid thing, and it is so beyond parody. It is so absurd. It's so disgusting. And I think it does everything that they do not intend it to do, which it, it just really rocks up our side. I mean, it certainly angers me. Yep. It, it wants us to, you know, work harder, and nobody believes them nobody believes them it's so over the top it's so ridiculous it's so absurd that wh- when are we ever going to believe you again it's it it really is disgusting that they can just print these things under the cover of anonymity these cowards can't even put their name to their lies And then the real media malpractice, though, is oh they've confirmed the story. Mm -hmm. You didn't confirm. Confirmation in today's uh, journalistic standards now means the same lying hack told you the same lie. They just told it's the same people telling the same lie, and then that's confirmation. No, it's not independent confirmation. It's the same people telling the same lies, just to different reporters, and. That really is the only thing they have left. I mean, we're only, uh, it feels like 10 years ago, but remember the great mailbox conspiracy <laughs> yeah, of 2020? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was the same thing too. It was blatant lies. It was a crazy conspiracy theory. We're yeah. messing with the mail. they This is all they have. This is literally all they have. It went from Russia. Once that was up, then it was Ukraine. Um, now, of course, it, then it was the Postal Service, and now it's these fake stories. They'll, they're going to basically print any lie they, they want. They don't have any other playbook. That's all they have. They, they can't run on the truth. They can't run on their agenda. They can't run on their record. I and mean, We can run on all those things. We, we're proud of President Trump's record. We're proud of the Super V recovery that's already underway in four months, what Obama and Biden couldn't do in four years and their laughable so-called recovery. And what's amazing is we can go back and point to what President Trump said in 2016, issue after issue after issue, and then we can go back and show four years later, oh, well, he did that. Oh, he got USMCA. Oh, he built the wall. Oh, he did uh, hold China accountable. All these different things, we can show that President Trump's been consistent. He lowered taxes, he cut regulations, all these different things. You can go back to 2009, Well, what did Obama and Biden say? Oh, they said the unemployment rate will never hit over 8% as long as we pass this trillion dollar stimulus. Oh, well, guess what? They got their trillion dollar stimulus and unemployment not only went above 8%, it stayed there for 43 months. So we have memories. We can go back. We can hold them accountable to their own words. And it's the same empty promises and the same rhetoric that never actually matches up to reality.
0: Yeah, and then the the jobs report that came out on Friday was amazing. 1.4 million jobs added in August and the unemployment rate dropping to 8.4, beating expectations. And it's interesting enough that that's basically the same level that it was at in 2012 for uh, Obama-Biden's re-election without a pandemic.
1: Exactly, without a pandemic. And that was over three years after the financial crisis. There was plenty of time, and guess what? The unemployment, when it finally did start going down under Obama and Biden in their second term, you know why it was going down? Because people were leaving the labor force in droves. They were dropping out. They weren't being counted because they were so discouraged. The economy was so bad that they just had given up trying. You could call them forgotten, and that's who it was. It was the forgotten man and woman, who President Trump was talking about and said, we're gonna, you're not going to be forgotten under a Trump administration. We're going to fix this. And look, he delivered that. And the reason why we're able to even get a V-shape, I mean, the only thing that could have stopped the Trump-Pence economic boom, which beat all records across the board for every demographic, the wages for the lowest worker, uh, paid workers were rising the highest. Uh, the first time in decades, the only thing that could stop it is to artificially stop it, which we've never done in the history of our country uh, because of this pandemic from communist China. But that's not going to change the fundamentals going in, which was the most, the strongest labor market we've had in generations, where you consistently had a million more job openings than unemployed people in this country. Because the greatest thing about our economic Comeback, the the first great American comeback that President Trump already delivered was by the time the end of the last quarter of 2019, 75% of the new jobs were being created and they were going to people who were not counted, those forgotten men and women off the sidelines. 75%, three out of four of the new jobs that consistently were beating expectations in the great economy going into this pandemic, they were being uh, delivered to those people who had been left behind for decades by Washington. And so Americans know that. And the last thing, I heard Larry Kudlow talking about it today. The last thing, which no one's talking about, coming out of a pandemic, trying to get this economy booming again, oh, we're gonna hike everyone's taxes? That's what the Democrats are. They would destroy any hope. Oh, you had enough of COVID. Have you had enough from the Democrat mayors who won't even let you open your salon? Oh, but Nancy Pelosi can go. Who won't even let you go to church. Won't let you go back to work or your kids go back to school. Oh, if you had enough living under this Democrat tyranny in these cities. Oh, uh, we're going to hike your taxes on top of that. Are you out of your mind? It would absolutely destroy this great economic boom, and we're not going to let that happen. And Americans, why would you vote for that? Why would anyone vote to say, oh, yeah, please uh, hike my taxes (laughs) next year going out of this pandemic? It's absurd.
3: Yep. Yeah. Hey, Liz, Matt here. Uh, let's let's circle it back to uh, Kenosha for a second. I mean, I know um, it was kind of a disaster. Joe Biden kind of joked about getting shot uh, at up <laughs> there. Uh, but let's go back to the other half of the gruesome too. some Kamala Harris, who actually told Jacob Blake, the man at the center of the, uh, the you know, the why Kenosha was engulfed in rioting, saying that that she was proud of him. Um you know, on the economy, you have you know, yeah, like the Democrats want to want to hike taxes, and now we're going to have on this front, you know, basically applauding and 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 endorsing low life scum, pretty much. I mean, we're we're, lowering, we're now knowing that he was a sexual abuser of women. So is is this who we're supposed to? Is this what the left considers to be role models and and heroes to our nation now?
1: It it really is insane to me that the facts just don't matter anymore and you don't have to look at, you know, remember for like all, we always heard, oh, well, where's the nuance, right? These issues are complicated and we have to really like weigh all of these different factors. No, this is just regardless of the circumstances, burn cities to the ground, facts be damned. And they never, and don't wait for the facts, but when the facts actually come out, they don't report them. And what happened to Believe All Women? Why is, why is her story not important in all of this? She's a human being. She's an American just like everyone else. He had, uh, as far as I know, there was a warrant out for his arrest. He wasn't supposed to be there. And when we're talking about these issues, we have to we have to talk about personal responsibility. And the thing that's really troubling to me And look, let's wait for the facts. Let's have investigations. Uh, Let's have thorough investigations. But the thing that's really troubling to me as well is this environment, this media environment is basically saying it's okay to fight with the cops. No, it's not. If you're being arrested, if you're, I mean, even if you're being unjustly arrested, the first thing I don't. I feel like I ever learned about law enforcement, if you're getting pulled over otherwise, is you listen to what the cop is telling you and you listen to what he says and you follow what he says. Yeah, you obey Uh, the command. It's authority. (laughs) And and the scary thing to me is, and we saw it in Atlanta, that that story's dropped off completely. The drive-by media, as Rush Limbaugh always said, it's so appropriate, but they come in and what about Sequoia Turner? the 8-year-old who was shot in that near that area mm-hmm. where that situation happened i'm sorry you cannot resist arrest and they're normalizing resisting arrest and that puts cops in danger it puts the person resisting in danger and we cannot allow this to happen i'm sorry we have to let the justice system work we have right, to mm-hmm. weigh evidence and facts and, and call for calm, they're basically encouraging people to resist a, arrest, and that is really dangerous. And all these cops, I mean, we saw it after Atlanta, the blue flu and everything else. Why, why would anybody want to put themselves in this position? Uh, it's, it's really terrible, and that's why I'm proud that President Trump has had the backing of the law enforcement. They need it right now. They always need it. They put their lives on the line for us. And when there are bad apples, which it's it's human nature, they're human beings, people will mess up, but there's also bad apples out there. We need accountability. And that's why President Trump signed that executive order. Safe policing for safe communities, which encourages more transparency and reporting when a cop goes from one precinct to another to another. Um, we want their records. We want that to be transparent because we want to prevent bad apples from Remaining in the system, but at the same time, we know overwhelmingly, law enforcement are are good people who put their lives on the line and are there to protect the rest of us, and they need our backing in this time, and and we need a responsible media that's going to actually not going to have a dog in this fight, not just going to push a narrative that goes with the far left, but actually weighs the situation and reports the facts. Just report the facts, please, on all sides, because I'm not hearing anything about this woman whose house Jacob Blake was at. I'm not even hearing it. I don't even know her name, right? Mm -hmm. Because she's not important, apparently, to this story. Well, she should be because it's a clear part of this situation. And Democrats are just using people, they're using Americans as just a, a, a pawn to further their political agenda whatever it may be and it's it's very dangerous
0: yeah they're a radical agenda and here yeah. in virginia they're taking uh, assaulting a police officer or resisting arrest from a felony to a misdemeanor which is just oh, unbelievably yeah. disgusting
3: I, mean, I don't think it's any surprise why so many police organizations are now endorsing the president in mass
1: absolutely absolutely because we cannot allow that we can't i mean what we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation In these Democrat-run cities, when you have a soft on crime approach, you're going to get more crime. It's just the way it works. And in Portland, when you have the same people night after night attacking police, assaulting police, trying to light buildings on fire with people inside, all of these horrible acts of violence, the same people are arrested night after night, and then the same people are let out day after day and not charged It's lawlessness. And so you wonder why we're on day whatever it is now. And it's a tinderbox situation because they've allowed this to happen. They're not enforcing the law. It's utter lawlessness. And what's really troubling, too, in the big picture, when you talk about the Biden-Harris agenda, it's the same agenda. And when they picked Kamala Harris as the running mate, it was very clear because just look at her record. Her record is the exact same. It's not, it's it's very misconstrued in the media and, you know, the memes about her being, you know, tough on crime or whatever. No, she was actually just a useful tool for politics, whatever the issue was. Going, I mean, just like the Obama-Biden administration sent Agents into Trump's campaign, their political opponents' campaign. She sent agents into an independent journalist's home. Why? Not because he had broken the law, but because he had exposed her campaign donor breaking the law. Planned Parenthood. So she says she she was the same that same um, belief of just using. It's not about law and order. It's about using the legal and justice system for politics for their political ends. That's all it's about. She targeted conservative groups in California as attorney general, uh, went after their donor lists, tried to subject them to harassment. Same thing with Obama-Biden using the IRS to go against their opponents. I mean, again and again, it's the same approach. And that's what you're getting in all these left-wing cities, right? The actual crimes going on, they're not enforcing them. Uh, New York City as well, no cash bail. Look at the crime rates, skyrocketing. Oh, but what is their district attorney doing? Yeah. Um, going after the president's tax returns. It's all policy. Going after the NRA. Well, I'm sorry. Your homicide rate is through the roof. Look at the shootings weekend after weekend. Like, And start by enforcing the law. What are they doing? And that's what you get. You get the politicization of justice when the left runs things. And that's the Biden-Harris agenda in action.
0: Yep. And, and just yesterday, I think this was yesterday, uh, Biden said these two outright lies that I had to go back and listen to multiple times because I couldn't believe that he said this. He said, quote, the only person calling to defund the police is Donald Trump. And then he also went on to say, I never what? told the environmentalists that I'm going to ban fracking, period. I mean, does he <laughs> what, what's going on? Mind here? is applesauce right there.
1: I mean, he's on tape. like 10 times talking about banning fracking. Like he said this in at least two of the debates. He looked directly into a voter's eye in Maine or New Hampshire, one of these states. I mean, he probably didn't remember where he was either, but he's looked them directly in the eye and he said, fracking, no more, Uh, no more under my administration. So he's on tape saying all these things. And again, like he's going to have any control over any of this. Mm-hmm. It's it's the Green New Deal. He's already put Ocasio-Cortez working with Bernie Sanders on his task force. What They're doing, like I got news for everybody. The Green New Deal, they're, they're doing it right now in California. And yeah. Eric Garcetti <laughs> is saying, uh-oh, it's 3 p.m. Better shut off your power or we <laughs> will soon. I mean, it's insane because what have they done? They've had a war on fracking in California. And the crazy thing is, uh, fracking is really not crazy. I mean, it's it's what they always do. They attack the stuff that works, right? They attack the innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the left does. But they're implementing a central plan. They've over-regulated so much. They've had a war on clean Natural gas, because it is what's directly responsible. The innovation of natural gas is responsible for our carbon emissions declining. Um, but they they're so overregulated there. It's also it's all about solar and wind. Well, guess what? When it's not windy and the sun's not shining, you have problems. When yeah. <laughs> and it's just like in what they would do in Washington, it would be a central plan. With government trying to control all this stuff, but not using, not making an environment where you can even have more uh, natural gas uh, innovation or anything, they don't. They're literally shutting people's power off in California, and their electric uh, electricity costs more. Remember some? I remember some certain politicians saying. With my administration, your electricity rates will necessarily skyrocket. Well, that's always been the Democrats' goal. It's a war on oil and natural gas. Of course, that's what's going to continue if, God forbid, they got the White House back. But we've seen what happens when you actually have someone embrace the resources we have. We're energy independent now. It's not they don't even bring it up, just like President Trump says, they, they stop talking about the wall because because it's actually going up now, like they can't talk about it anymore. Nobody ever talks about energy independence anymore because guess what? President Trump actually achieved it. And for Biden to just completely lie and then the fact checkers so-called. Yeah. just give him a pass. I mean, what will they say? Well, it's like somewhat true, somewhat false, yeah, he did that actually that.
2: <laughs> meter.
1: I mean, it's a complete lie. It's on tape. And if you say something on tape a dozen times, maybe people will start believing what you said. I mean, it's it's right there for everyone to see. And they can't just rewrite uh history, recent history. I mean, this these happened. You know throughout this campaign biden's been on the record multiple times it's unbelievable what was the other comment that you said it wasn't just the fracking what was the other lie oh, that biden
0: the only person calling to defund the police is donald trump
1: <laughs> that is so insane like take a okay they criticize us for again playing biden in his own words he's being asked by an activist do you support redirecting funding from police? He says, yes, absolutely. Okay, just take that aside. Mm-hmm. Um, they've liter- again, they've literally defunded the police in New York City by a billion dollars. They've defunded the police in Seattle by 12 or 15 million dollars. Same thing in Portland. In L.A., Kamala Harris said she applauds what Eric Garcetti did in Los Angeles defunding the police. In Minneapolis, they didn't just vote to defund the police. They voted to dismantle the police. Yep. Same thing in D.C. They voted. It hasn't gone into effect, but they voted, the city council voted to defund the police. So these are all Democrats literally doing it. They're not just talking about it. They're doing it. And look at the results. I mean, Biden hasn't been out there and said, hey, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Hey, Minneapolis, Ilhan Omar, call up. Why isn't he calling up his buddy Ilhan Omar and saying, hey, maybe reestablish the police force? He's not doing that. He's not speaking out against this. And it's they're doing it. Democrats in Democrat-run cities are doing it. And the results are disastrous. Minneapolis homicides are up double. Seattle crime is skyrocketing. We've seen what's happened in Portland all of these different places. New York City, it's horrific. And people are fleeing these towns and cities. Uh, They're trying to get out because they see what it's like when Democrats uh, enact their far left wing agenda. So it's just a total lie. He's not only said it on the record uh, that he would support redirecting police funding. Democrats are actually doing in these cities. And also, by the way, it's in the Biden-Sanders manifesto. It says, quote, reimagining policing. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's the nice sounding version of defund the police. That's exactly what it is. It's pulling back resources. It's having a smaller presence. And we've seen the disastrous results.
0: Yeah, that's the socialist sugarcoat, as I like to call it. But they, uh, you know, also the fact checkers that are out there, Uh, We got fact-checked at Town Hall because we said that Biden is in favor of defunding the police, which is painfully obvious from his comments, but they say, oh, no, 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 no. He just wants to redirect some funding i'm like well (laughs) as somebody who you know works in numbers and budgeting i could tell you if i redirect funding that's cutting a budget for something Uh,
1: yeah hogan gidley said right after this happened on fox he said okay anyone that wants to say that's not defunding how about i'll redirect your paycheck a portion and put it into my bank account (laughs) what do you call that
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, let's
1: do it. Let's redirect some of these, you know, (laughs) Democrat politicians, you know, Nancy Pelosi. Let's redirect some of her Jenny's ice cream in her refrigerator to the masses. I think she's got enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and the fact that she even takes a salary is like... You know, everyone. and that's the
1: amazing thing too. President Trump does not take a salary, yep. and he gets no credit for that either. And he gives it away to good causes with it, usually within the government. I think during the summer he gave it to the Park Service uh, when they were trying to rip over down all of our monuments. Yeah, to restore I mean, it's unbelievable. This man, he didn't, he didn't need any of this. Uh, He gets no credit whatsoever, but. Um, it's just so obvious. That none of the will will Biden give up his salary? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure Hunter can help his dear old dad, you know, his bank account's doing pretty well still. He's still got a ten percent stake in that communist Chinese party company. yeah, what, will will Joe Biden pledge not to take his salary? Of course not. And the media won't even ask the question,
0: yep. and and anytime they take, you know, so-called questions using oh airport here, it's, Clearly scripted, and he has the answers scripted right in front of him, and he can't even read those off correctly.
1: It, it is beyond embarrassing. Now he's reading the teleprompter words, yeah. like literally, like when it says top yeah. line messaging, yeah. he's reading that. And no, but the word, what President Trump said was so, so on point. Those questions were meant for a child, yep. and he still couldn't even answer them. But I mean, come on. Oh, well, you're angry but should you be more angry? I mean, that's what, yeah. that was the question. Um, what what about Donald Trump's soul? You know, yeah, what's your yeah. assessment of his soul? It's so disgusting and it's so phony and the bad acting and the coordination. I mean, they already had an ad cut from that Atlantic hit piece with those disgusting lies. It's, it's, unbel- it's so transparent. But again, they think we're all dumb enough to just, eat up this garbage. Well, we're we're not. We know we have brains. We have memories. They go back longer than yesterday. Um, We remember what you said in office. We remember what you did in office. And it wasn't much for the country in 47 years. Why would it suddenly change now? So all of these things it's no wonder I think they're really flailing and desperate now that they're, you know, getting whatever hack so-called reporter to publish their lies. Uh, That's all they have, but they're pretty desperate now. And it's, it's no wonder why. I mean, this is a complete disaster. They have a terrible candidate with a radical left-wing agenda and we see the results in action and no, who's going to be buying that. I don't think met very many people.
0: Yep. And, and now that we're 55 days from the election, um, you know, you see all these public polls, which I think are total crap. But, you know, I think that there is internals that are much more accurate than the public polling. And, and just from looking anecdotally at each campaign's behavior, I think that the Trump campaign surging and Biden is clearly in freefall. Uh, So is there any insight you can give to, you know, where we are in this race? And then what's also the most useful way for our listeners to get involved to help Trump and help Republicans up and down the ticket to win this election?
1: Absolutely, because we can't get complacent. I know the, the best indicator really is look at the public polls, which, you know, are so skewed to Democrats and compare them to 2016. Hillary was so much further ahead in these public polls than Joe Biden is today. And we all remember how inaccurate, right. And we all know how inaccurate they were in 2016. So I I think it's just obvious to most observers and that's why they're uh, panicking. I mean, they thought that they could get away with just hiding this guy in the basement Um, all campaign long. Yeah. I'm running out the clock, but we can't get complacent. Look, we have to fight for every single vote. And we want to. I mean, we want to win the argument. We think our ideas are better. We've seen them in action. We have a better agenda. It's a freedom. It's about freedom and opportunity. Uh, And we don't want to take anybody's vote for granted. So the best way to get involved, you can go to trumpvictory.com, and you can meet up and volunteer, and you can see in your zip code areas, events that are going on, and hook up with the local Chapter with the campaign because there it's so important. I think we've all really seen this throughout this pandemic. It's so important to be to gather and have like-minded people around, and just um, it's just important to for all of our well beings. And it's there's always something going on. We knock a million doors a week throughout the country. We don't organize the boat parades, but I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. That's another yeah. indicator. It's just like all the signs in Pennsylvania, you know, and uh, throughout 2016 in Wisconsin. And remember Bill Clinton was so worried about that. He was like, one of his emails said, maybe we should go here. Nope, yeah. wasn't his advice wasn't heeded. But now you're getting these organic people where we couldn't, people couldn't really meet in person. So it just happened spontaneously. It's incredible, but I love it. And I love it even more that the same people that were so wrong about 2016 are scoffing at the boaters and scoffing at these boat parades. It's amazing because they, they just aren't going to see what's going to hit them come November 3rd, but you got to get involved. I mean, the the mail-in voting, you know, we're fighting them in court, but they are trying to change the rules. We just won in Minnesota. So ballot harvesting will remain illegal. They're literally trying to make what happened in Patterson, New Jersey, where four people were indicted for voter fraud. They're trying to make what they did legal in all of these battleground states, unauthorized possession of ballots. Well, that's what they had in Patterson, New Jersey. So they're trying to make that legal. We're fighting them in court, but you can sign up to be a poll watcher. You can go and vote in person and you can do all of that at uh, armyfortrump.com as well. So go to those two places, get involved. We can't be complacent. We got, we need every supporter we can get.
0: Exactly. We've got to get out there and, and fight for our freedom and, and vote. That's the most important part. So thank you so much for joining us and and giving us so much of your time today, Liz. We really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Isn't Liz just the best? Uh, She's great. I mean, she's great. no better person for that position. One of of our own up there, a real fighter. Just real quickly on the Atlantic piece, because we didn't get to talk about this aspect of it. Interestingly enough, John Bolton, who hates the president's guts, came out on the record and (laughs) denied this story. Uh, Any thoughts on that? I mean – this is what, I mean,
3: I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of this whole anonymous th- The anonymous sourcing mm-hmm. was fine with Woodward and Bernstein.
0: All right. Well, that's cuz it was, it was used sparingly. Yeah, it was
3: used sparingly and it was it was check, I and it was actually a legit source. It was the, mm-hmm. you know, a top official of the FBI. Uh, Nowadays they get
0: an anonymous source yeah. that like, will print it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then
3: it's like, "Oh, well, two more anonymous sources just confirmed what the other anonymous anonymous sources said about yeah. the anonymous sourced article with
0: firsthand knowledge mm-hmm. in, in the Atlantic. It's just it's An it, anonymous source told me that Biden yeah. has dementia and then Matt, who's another yeah. anonymous source, Confirmed yeah. it. And then so. I,
3: my anonymous sources told me that Joe Biden's been dead and he's been played around by a body double. So, And I
0: know for a fact it's a pod person anonymously <laughs> confirmed. They so saw the there pod. There we go. That's how so it works. First-hand <laughs> knowledge, this
3: anonymous source with first-hand knowledge actually saw the pod that makes the mold mm-hmm. for the body doubles. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now it's totally true. Yep. Unfortunately, though, we're not pieces of shit. <laughs> so we don't have, um, you know, ads ready to go as
0: soon as this hits. Um, well, that's the most interesting know, part. And like we mentioned, I yeah. I Kurt actually brought this up. The, yeah. the famous Kurt, yeah. Kurt Schlichter brought this up on Twitter yeah. first. He said, You know what? I think this was their October surprise, and we forced their hand into it early because yeah. things were falling apart for them. What a weak sauce October surprise, though. It hasn't it hasn't resonated because at all with the No any one would voters. believe it.
3: I mean, this is more No I mean, Trump supporters I would say believe the it. grabbing by the Video was, oh was, was more of a <laughs> was more was, of an yeah. October surprise. I mean, that because you know it played to a, a a demographic that that really was kind of actually, I shouldn't say that now is not very supportive of the president. Women, uh, mm-hmm. small, well, I shouldn't say that, not all women, but
0: uh, well, that's but, why they're so afraid yeah. is because because now the numbers were showing that he was yeah. picking up significant steam with those people because of the riots, oh, so that's why they had to jump the gun down, and release yep. this, yeah. And what's most interesting, and I found this fact out, let's not forget who owns the Atlantic, okay? Yeah. Billionaire Laureen Powell Jobs, who is the widow of Steve Jobs, her Emerson collective acquired the majority stake in the Atlantic in 2017 with with the expectation that she would take over operations within three years. Well, it's interesting that Mm. that's three years from now, okay? Yeah. The Emerson Collective's main goal is to, quote, advance social justice, not to mention that she's also a maxed-out donor to Joe Biden's presidential campaign and sits on his cancer charity board.
3: Oh. Hmm. Huh.
0: That seems like an interesting hmm. coincidence. Incestuous. Hmm. To quote Commissioner <laughs> Gordon, you're not allowed to believe in coincidences anymore exactly. because I don't. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Yeah. This this stinks to high heaven yep. and it's all a load of bullshit. Don't buy it one I don't know what's sadder, though. The
3: story itself or the fact that they thought that we would actually believe this and this would be like a game changer in the election. And not to mention it adds a whole other layer of, like, annoyance or irritation when it's like the same never-Trump Trumper, like, it's the same usual suspects who now – who MSNBC and CNN only invite on because they, you know, they cater to that view. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to amplify well, you know, it, it as if there's like this mass GOP defection from Trump. No, it's the same f***ing losers who didn't the like them. It's the
0: same of never yeah. trumpers. You know, yeah. people like David French yeah. who hasn't met an anti-Trump story that he didn't love. Yeah. Believer in the Russia collusion hoax. Let's yep. not forget that. You yep. know, you have yep. Bill Kristol, Rick Wilson, all those losers who are no longer Republicans, yet they somehow get to parade around using the title Republican, yeah. same with conser- Jennifer Rubin, conservative blogger, you know. Jennifer Rubin. That whole thing. My it's, god,
3: she she is actually one of, one of the worst out They're
0: now. insane. He has literally made yeah. these people go insane. It really, yeah, it really is. Right. It, I mean, it's unbelievable. Because during the Obama
3: years, I remember re- – I, I thought Jennifer Rubin was, was pretty good during she the Obama years. She opposed everything Obama. Yeah.
0: She was the anti-Obama. Yeah. And, and then, then all of a sudden Trump Trump adopted
3: in. all these positions yeah. that she wanted and then
0: she was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, I don't know. Trump don't, has been the best conservative president in a generation. Yeah. There's no doubting that. Yeah. I mean it's just a fact. It's unbelievable. And – Now Biden is tapping more members for his presidential transition team, which is scary as f***, by the way. Scary as f***. Is adding people like Susan Rice, Sally Yates, Pete Buttigieg. I've seen Samantha Power mentioned. Oh, my God. You have Elizabeth Warren, who he wants to head up Treasury, apparently. I mean— Treasury? This is the the all-star team of socialist rejects. Yeah. And he's going to put these people in power in our country. Yeah. How scary is that? That's not
3: – Got to go good. vote. Got to go vote, folks.
0: Not good at all. There's only one thing I agree with Obama on. I've seen John on. Kerry mentioned. Yeah.
3: I mean, these people. Yeah. There's only one thing I agree with Obama on regarding anything, and that's don't boo. Vote. Just vote. Yeah. I, also, I also that's agree with
0: him that Joe Biden is a moron because that's yeah, what he said true. plenty oh, yeah, of yeah, times. No, yeah, he said What's that. Yeah, yeah, that. All,
3: those, all those private letters and t- – <laughs> Yep. Conversations are starting to leak out about how Joe doesn't have the goods.
0: And remember how last week we talked about Kamala Harris being a net negative for the Biden campaign, especially yeah. with young black males. Yeah. Well, that trend has continued over the weekend. Uh, on Monday, just yesterday, she yeah. met with makeup Jacob Blake and said, I'm proud of you. Interesting. Uh, Remember, he had warrants out for arrests on charges including third-degree sexual assault, criminal trespassing, and assaulted uh, this woman sexually in front of her children. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah, you know, Ben Crump, the national civil rights attorney, who's really just a scum-sucking lowlife, uh, he's the one that said that Senator Harris told Jacob Blake that she's proud of him. I mean, can this get any more despicable? No, that's ridiculous. Like, where, where are we going with this? And then she also decided to politicize the coronavirus vaccine over the weekend, saying that she would not trust a vaccine that's produced by President Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah.
3: Yeah? I, where the hell has she been,
0: though? Well, she's throwing, you know she's throwing in her support I mean, with the anti-vaxxers. Exactly. I, mean, I
3: mean, where the hell has she been? And then she pops up. She tells a, a sexual assaulter that she's proud of him and, and says, I'm an anti-vaxxer now. So, yeah, and
0: you know, I mean, you could be unsure about the vaccine. That's fine. It is being rushed through production. You know, they're still going to adhere to strict safety procedures, yeah. according to these companies that are developing yeah. it. And I think it's going to be perfectly safe. But you don't take the position against the vaccine because Orange it's Man an, bad. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. If Obama was president right now and this was happening, oh, I wouldn't would be saying, to take it. "Oh wow, it. Yeah. I don't want to take this because he's a socialist." Yeah. Like, are you kidding I'm me? With take that? it. It's just unbelievable. Oh, of
3: course, I, mean, I mean, of course, of course. Like, we're not going to get it first. Mm-hmm. The, the, the first, you know, the medical workers and those at risk are going to get the the, the vaccine. First. Yeah, of
0: course, and they should, and, and they should. should. I just want the vaccine enough times so I can take a vacation in February. That's all I ask for. Yeah, I know. I want to go to Oman, yeah. (laughs) You're not going to Oman. (laughs) Listen, okay, triggered listeners, we have to talk about this because we've never talked about this on the show before. This crazy mother... Yeah. ...wants to go take a vacation to the Middle East.
3: It looks beautiful. The Grand Canyon of the Arabian Peninsula looks... It looks beautiful
0: until a car bomb goes off (laughs) in the hotel lobby.
3: (laughs) I mean, flash pack, man. It's a, it's the uh, oh it's, it's the com- It's the company that I found anyway, this thing on. It looks, I, it, I, looks
0: I... it looks so luxurious. Yeah, you know, a, li- a little more my speed is like the Caribbean and, you know, an all-inclusive I, I, I know, on the beach. I, I, well, I say that. I'm probably going to go to the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to fly over there. Although, President Trump is bringing peace to the Middle East. Although, another massive yes. another massive peace deal with uh, yeah. S- uh, Serbia and Kosovo, and right? Let's, yeah, yeah, Serbia Serbian Kosovo and uh,
3: the, the UAE. And also, let's also – but I'll also bring my work com- – imagine if I go to Oman. I bring my work computer. And I'm stuck there because some missiles fly. The page views –
0: Would be flowing. Yeah, but if you die, replacing that many million pages would be very difficult. Yeah, I won't die though.
3: I I, better not. I made a deal with God. He said, "Matt, you're not gonna die if you go to Oman." So. Yeah. I said, "Thanks, God."
0: Yeah, (laughs) you could kind of blend into. You don't look that American. Yeah,
3: yeah. 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 Me and my like New York Giants. I know. Yeah.
0: You're like the the, you're like uh, Jonah Hill in uh, War Dogs when he's running through the airport in like Saudi Arabia. He's like, "I have to go first. I'm American. Ugly
3: American here."
0: (laughs) Not to be the ugly American. In this situation, but how much money do I have to give you for this? Yeah, I'll be the one. Hey,
3: can I get a can I get a cheeseburger? Here? <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, keep moving on. So, Seattle Where's Riders. The
3: beer?
0: Oh God, Seattle Riders attacking police officers. We've we've talked about that. I mean, everyone knows what's going on oh here. Molotovs, you know, assaulting the
3: police. It, that's what kills me is when they, they – we have video of the Molotovs being thrown and, and some guy getting caught in uh-huh. the crossfire, which was really – funny he got set on fire. But the media still calls these people – Protesters. Yeah, peaceful. When the Molotov cocktails are flying, folks, it's a riot and it should be noted as such. But yeah, hey, listen, that's just me being, you know, Mr.
0: Common Sense. Yeah, they're peaceful protesters, yeah. you know? Haven't with you Molotovs, heard? yeah. Haven't you heard? Fire, I, when, fires for Peace. When I go out to peacefully protest, I always bring a nice crate of Molotovs with yeah, me. Right? That's my thing. Yeah. You know?
3: Oh, my God.
0: We also have uh, criminals defacing Michigan's GOP headquarters. Oh. Uh. As you can tell in my voice, I'm kind of tired of reporting these stories. I mean, these people, they're fing crazy. Yeah. We're not just up against another political party at this point, we are up against a Marxist, socialist. Violent weaponized
3: revolution yeah, that's operated un- in under you know the cloak of uh, secrecy for years. Apparently, this yeah. is all. This all. I mean, you, this doesn't just spur up because of like you know Trump wins in four years ago. This has yeah. been around for a while. I think we ha- I think if we comb the internet, we'll, we'll find a lot of you know stories that documented it. Unfortunately, we uh, well, the United States
0: is waking now. up now. Yeah, and people are realizing well, maybe I don't want to put these radical leftists in charge of our country. And that's why the Democrats are freaking out right now. I mean, the Republican Party's headquarters in Lansing was vandalized with anti-law enforcement statements. You know, this is obviously done on purpose. He is about to travel up to Michigan on on Thursday. And these people, they're just crazy. They're crazy. Look at at what the Biden staffers did, right? We haven't talked about this a lot Mm -hmm. on this show, and this is something that's important. The Minnesota Freedom Fund remember, was formed after the George Floyd incident. The Minnesota Freedom Fund bailed out people the likes of murderers, rapists, rioters, arsonists. And who donated to this fund? Well, that would be Vice President Joe Biden's campaign team. And they clearly don't think that that's an issue because Simone Sanders doubled down on this on Sunday and, uh, you know, she was asked if they uh, don't regret donating to this fund, especially after one of the offenders was rearrested for a serious crime. And then she said, oh, no, 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 that doesn't exist. Oh, my God. I paraphrased her there. I know. Yeah. I know. But that's – yeah. I know what she probably said. Yeah. I mean
3: this is gaslighting to the extreme. Yeah. Are the American people going to buy this? I we, sure as hell we hope have, not. Again, we have the receipts.
0: Yeah. As Liz noted in the interview, we have the receipts now. Mm-hmm. And then – you know the the USPS conspiracy that we talked about a little bit. Yeah. Now the USPS is launching an investigation into bags of mail being dumped in two separate locations in in Southern California. Really? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
3: Oh trust so, but but we're gonna trust these people with all the ballots that they're all gonna be counted and, and collected and
0: oh, uh, yeah. tampered with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You have. Sure. I mean, these stories are. I I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I know. I feel like Mugatu I know. in Zoolander. Yeah. Like. Created the piano necktie, <laughs> but taking crazy pills. he. You have a, a course at Washington and Lee University here in Virginia, which, by the way, they're going after the name of the university as well. Oh, That's to be expected. Yeah. They have a course on overthrowing the government. What? They're teaching kids to overthrow the government. Great. I mean... Great. What's going on? Yeah. I mean, it's never been more obvious... That literally, when they say that President Trump's the only thing standing between us and radical, violent, leftist socialism... They're not lying. They're not lying. Not lying. That's the truth. And uh, Fact check true. Yeah, yeah. Let's Honestly, put our own fact yeah, check yeah, out really. there. Uh, let's talk about some good news for the Trump uh, campaign and administration here. Another major foreign policy deal that we mentioned, the deal between Serbia and Kosovo. who uh, Kosovo and Serbia will also bring their embassies to Jerusalem. Israel is playing a big part in this deal. There's massive normalization of relations going on in the Middle East, and the media seems to not want to talk about it. No, right? No. Remember when they said, "Oh, President Trump's going to create World War III? Remember when it was yeah. World War Three with yeah. Iran back oh, in yeah. January. It lasted
3: all of. Uh, I slept through World War Three actually. Yeah, I, that it it was, was all like six hours. Yeah, you know? I slept through it. So so
0: impressive and. Uh, I think that this is going to be an understated legacy of the Trump administration. I mean, God forbid that, you know, Biden comes in and destroys it all. I think if we get a second term, there's no doubt that Trump deserves the Nobel Peace Prize ready for what he's done. But he certainly should get it, you know, should more of these deals come along. I mean, just the fact that you're having Saudi Arabia allowing Israel to fly planes over. Their their airspace like yeah. these things are not small things yeah. and and Rick Grinnell had a great great bash down of the media oh. on Friday I think it was Friday yeah maybe it was Thursday put him in a body bag let's take a listen to this clip where he talks about the just the, the lack of trust in the media nowadays because of their outright lying
2: and and just disconnect with
0: real Americans. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to just gonna talk just about Kosovo the- yeah. and Serbia yeah. I don't know
2: if you can find it on a map. But this is atrocious. I have to tell you guys, you might be too young to understand what this issue is about. Maybe the older journalists should step up and say, this is a big deal. This is a big issue. I'm astounded at what happens in Washington, D.C., and especially in this room. I got to tell you, get substantive. Maybe it's too complicated of an issue for you all. Like respectfully, but,
3: this is the first time we've had the opportunity to speak with these individuals. So okay, but not today's last postponed to Serbia.
2: Let's take a little time and talk about this 21 year issue, Peter. I mean, 21 year issue, we're getting the same questions that are all politics. I don't, you guys don't understand what's happening outside of Washington, D.C., people aren't listening to you anymore. It, it's really a crisis in journalism. And I think it's because people are too young to understand issues like Kosovo and Serbia. All right, I How about a substantive question?
0: DSC? That was solid. Oh, I love him. He, Grab your ankles. I think he's got a great future, great future in the yeah. Republican Party and nationally. Yeah. Um, we have a swing state labor union endorsing President Trump's reelection, uh, which has not backed a Republican in quite some time from what I know. This is Boilmaker's Local 154 based out of Pittsburgh, Represents over 2,500 active and retired energy workers. Oh, wow. This is interesting because yeah. I think this is a microcosm of what's going on in Pennsylvania right yeah. now. And that's why President Trump, I think, is in the lead there and is going to win there, yeah. is because of Biden's vendetta against oil and natural gas. And these people said it in their endorsement that Joe Biden is an enemy of energy production companies and yeah. energy production jobs. And uh, it's president why Trump's- it's
3: why Joe Biden's out there saying on Labor Day that he was going to be the strongest pro labor president ever. He's really he's overcompensating and trying to really try to, you know,
0: well, yeah, the blue collar know, workers yeah. that uh, I that- s-
3: don't please forget everything I said right. seven months ago. Right. So forget the primary. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: blue collar workers that he was supposed to perform with to take yeah. them back from Trump. He's bleeding more yeah. than Hillary lost, which yeah. I didn't think was possible.
3: And it's perfect that you know Pittsburgh is Allegheny County. It's a key county in the state. I, I think for the union workers in the Philly collar counties in Philadelphia proper, they're a little more stalwart when it comes mm-hmm. to the Democratic Party. But out there, out in the western part of the state, you're you're there's gonna be there's gonna be mass Democrat defections for sure yep. for sure. Yep. I mean we're I mean right here case in point. I mean we have a a a, a union leader doing this
0: so. But let's yeah. talk about the jobs real quick. Those yeah. oh, yeah. one point four million jobs that we heard about on Friday. In four months. It, well, that's, that's 10, right? 10, ten point 6? something, ten point yeah. six. That's half but, of what we lost during the COVID. But, but right, returning to eight point four percent unemployment is lower than any economist predicted by yeah. the by certainly the end of this year, let alone F- into next year. Fifty five days out? Yeah. I mean, and, and you know that the the the
3: September jobs report is going to be good. And then yeah. the, our October surprise, which is not really not really planned by anybody, it just happens because it is, but that October jobs report is going to be great going into November. So,
0: but we won't oh, have, have the official, official oh, we yeah, won't have the official Damn October jobs report, but what we will have is that Eighth. comes out on Friday, yeah. October, what would that be? I guess it's 29th. Yeah. Something like that is the GDP report. Yeah. The quarter three GDP report will come out right before the election. It's going to show a V. Yeah. Hard V, as they say. Well, look at the stock market. You know, that's the funny thing. Liberals don't seem to get here because they make money in the stock market, right? But they seem to think that average Americans don't make money in the stock market, which I just don't get because that's just a a lie. Look at – where do people's 401ks go? Yep. The market. Yep. Where do people's IRAs go? Yep. Individual retirement accounts. Yep. The market. When yep. the market goes up, average Americans are making Mutual money. Mutual funds? Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, Wall Street billionaires are making tons more in comparison. But it's not like that no average working blue-collar Americans making money. Where do you think these pension funds are invested? Yeah. Right? Yeah. A, a, an upward market is an upward trajectory for everybody in the country. It's not just yeah. a few at the top and that that's a lie that the left never gets over telling. Um, and something that's really interesting here President Trump is outperforming 2016 numbers by massive percentages among Hispanics yeah. and yes. that also is now the case among black Americans too. Oh. His approval ratings among black Americans are through the roof. Yeah. And the percentage of black Americans that say they're going to vote for President Trump is even higher than ever possibly anticipated. So that's – folks, this is why even now
3: the media is doling out registered voter polls still. Yep. They're avoiding the likely voters because obviously it shows a race that's a lot closer. I think the internals for both campaigns show that, which is why Joe Biden's scrambling. We have – I mean I saw in Pennsylvania alone – Rasmussen had black voter support for Trump at twenty seven percent.
0: That's
3: that's winning numbers right there. Yeah, winning numbers. And now you know I, th- this was kind of seen. You know, for you know, kind of previewed uh, in the Miami Herald about mm-hmm. two or three months ago. But apparently the Biden campaign in Florida is a disaster. Total disaster. In terms of Latino outreach especially, it's an absolute train wreck. And you had, I think, close to over 100 of these field workers, these these field staff were like to the National Party, what What are we doing here? There's no plan. And this mm-hmm. is very dangerous. This this, this close to luck. I mean, time is running out. And what do we have today in the Miami Herald? Biden is struggling mightily yep. in the key county of Miami-Dade. That's a Democrat bastion. What – F- is going on over there so yeah i think um a lot of wind is to the uh, a lot of political winds are to the back of the trump campaign and i just can't wait until mid-september or the
0: week prior to the debate when we get fresh new polling well will joe Biden debate that's up for debate in itself at yeah this point. he hasn't
3: there hasn't been any movement. I, I mean he says yes yes <clears> yes yes me. yes
0: but what's to stop them from at the last minute saying no because, like I said, yeah. well, maybe, their maybe. calculation might be, hey, we're going to yeah. take a bashing for not debating, Yeah. but it's less of a yeah. kill shot than it would be if he goes up there F- and realizes, yeah. you know. Might as well
3: take a 3 to 6% drop in the polls than a— Than a 20% than a, drop. Or, a, yeah, I say, a decisive— Defeat swing, Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. The the election done Mm
3: -hmm. September 29th, yeah, yeah. You know, well,
0: the early voting has already started in in a lot of places, which is another gripe that I have with Izzy. Yeah, yeah, I don't don't like early voting yet. I'll compromise. I I think
3: election day should be a national holiday so everyone can go to the polls. I think I will compromise on that, but this uh, early voting, I don't, mm -mm,
0: I don't mind early voting when you're talking like Mm -hmm. early voting in mid October. But oh, there's, no, okay. way, all right. there's yeah. no way that people should be voting now before there's even been a single debate. Uh, yeah. Like There's no way that that yeah. should be happening. Yeah. And the whole mail-in, I mean, it's all going to be a total mess. The election, I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth whether we might actually have a winner on election night or not. But the mail-in thing is going to lead to a lot of chaos, Yeah. a lot of chaos. But we also got to look at what states
3: are, are – do- I, I got to go back to what states are actually doing that. In terms of full blown mail, I know New
0: Jersey is. I there's, know California there's is. There's several swing states that,
3: that uh, it's
0: not a matter of full blown mailing. Yeah. The problem is some states have laws that indicate that they cannot even begin the process of opening the envelopes oh, on so the like mail ballots. X amount
3: of days after election day. No, right?
0: until the on election day. Oh my god. The morning of. So there's some of these, no. Oh, there's no way. Some of these states are trying to change the laws so that they yeah. can start counting before, which yeah. I highly encourage. Yeah. Because having a country in suspense for several days like yeah, that yeah you can't do that with this tinderbox that we've got no. not a good
3: no. idea there's only i think and i've said this before on in, in past episodes there's only a couple states washington being one of them that has long experience doing you know vote by mail only mm-hmm. but they and they get it done within 36 hours but they have experience doing that look at new york they don't have no experience mm-hmm. and we have primaries that have yet to be called new jersey is going to be a disaster so yeah i mm-hmm. agree with you um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're already. Pre- you see what the uh, they're already prepping um, the endless recount cycle here.
0: Yeah, you, you know? just saw they put out that yeah. last week. Yeah. Well, so last week we asked you to email us about uh, what enthusiasm for Trump looked like. Yeah, the we got some good feedback. Are. Got some great responses. We have uh, Ian up in New Hampshire says he's listening to the podcast to get a different perspective of the political spectrum. His – the Democrats have forgotten about the middle class. He lives in New Hampshire. And his whole family, all Democrats, are voting for Trump. Uh, And almost all of the people at his job are voting for Trump as well. The Democrat Party has completely alienated the blue-collar Democrats that uh, actually go out and, you know, work and pay taxes. I like that dig there. (laughs) The enthusiasm for Trump is well-noticed in my state, and the people I've spoken to have come to the conclusion that even though they don't agree with the way the president conducts himself, sometimes they will vote Republican for the first time in their lives to prevent the crazy liberal party from stripping freedoms and the way of life that we know away from us. Very interesting because I think I'm one of the people that says New Hampshire is in play. Even though, you know, four electoral votes, I yeah. think New Hampshire is one of the expansion states, right? You have North Carolina, Florida, which I think are pretty solid Trump at this point. Obviously, Ohio and Iowa, not even in the conversation. That's solid yeah. Trump. I don't know why people are thinking that's a swing state. Nor is Georgia. That's going to vote yeah. solid for Trump. Yeah. right? People Texas, are talking about Texas? Texas is— What f- yeah. crack do you yeah. need to be smoking Texas. to think that Texas is not going to vote Republican? Yeah. Maybe in the future we have a problem, but right now that right. problem hasn't really shown its head yeah. yet. Yeah. So then you get into the rest of them, right? The Rust belt. All Trump needs to do is if he takes North Carolina and Florida and holds Arizona, which I think he has a shot to do. Yeah. It is trending blue. Yeah. But I think he has a shot to hold it. He only needs to take one of the upper Midwest states or Minnesota. Pennsylvania. It
3: could be Minnesota. It
0: could be Minnesota. It could, be Minnesota. It could be Minnesota. He doesn't even need to win Pennsylvania, Michigan,
3: or Wisconsin yeah. if he takes Minnesota. Yeah. But so if he wins Minnesota, he's taking all three of those states. Oh for good. sure. So it'll I be agree. it'll be like a you know
0: three it'll be yep. three seventy one
3: or something there.
0: Yep. We have uh, Mitchell out in Denver in Colorado, which is interesting. We have – he says he saw his second Biden bumper sticker in a Walmart parking lot. He naturally flipped it off as he went past. (laughs) 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 He says he's seen at least a half dozen extreme shows of Trump support, Um, you know, Trump parade, stickers in the window, uh, the Rocky Mountain gun owners, which is interesting. That's not to count that he's also seen smaller Trump 2020 stickers on cars and several dozen Trump yard signs. There's a huge 20-foot Trump sign along the road up in the mountains. He's seen maybe a few Biden signs and one Bernie. Uh, And he says, considering the hate that Trump supporters get and the fact that I see Trump signs over 20 to 1, I'd say Colorado has a lot more vocal Trump supporters. Just wait until the sleepers get their chance on November 3rd. Uh, And he also messaged about the vaccine uh, he says, <laughs> I already had the Rona and I already have some of the TISM, so the vaccine won't do anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mitchell. Uh-huh. Anonymous up in Michigan says, Hello, love the show. Up in Michigan it's a bit split on enthusiasm for Trump, but it's if he had to guess, it's more in favor of Trump than of Biden. He will say this because of the amount of signs and stickers is huge as he's, as opposed to 2016. He thinks the mix between the amount of liberal friends who hate Biden and are actually voting for Trump this year and, and the hate for Whitmer, Adolf Whitmer up there, Ooh, is promising. Yeah. Not to mention the lingering fear that Detroit will turn into Portland or Chicago is felt. Even Detroiters are against the defund the police narrative. Uh, a judge here just barred police from using riot tactics against peaceful protesters uh, we had a huge counter-protest to BLM where Trump 2020 flags uh, boated around the riverfront of Detroit. That's interesting. It's going to be very close, he says, but Trump has a solid chance uh, and that we need to keep the momentum up. He'd argue that he's pulling in the lead in the moment, even if it's not by much. Thanks so much to our friend out in Michigan. Uh, Ryan up in Pennsylvania uh, lives in Butler County, just across the Allegheny County line, outside of Pittsburgh. Trump signs everywhere here. Almost everyone I know is for Trump. Uh, tremendous podcast. Keep up the good work. Thanks to our friend Ryan. And that's following – I've heard the same thing out of many parts of Pennsylvania, including some parts of Pennsylvania like Bucks County where you wouldn't expect yeah. there to be massive Trump support. Yeah, There are massive yeah. shows of Trump support.
3: Well, there was, there was healthy
0: support in 16 – yeah, but it was half and half, yeah. right in the vote itself. Yeah. People were a little, a little more afraid back then to yeah. voice their their support. Yeah, but now, well, thanks
3: to the Philly riots. Right, I think that's starting right. to in there, and and frankly, and that that's guy, close to home the yeah, playwrights rides there because yeah. that county and, is oh, right yeah, there. Oh yeah, I, I I lived there for ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, and that that county, at least, thank God, uh-huh. is is winnable for a Republican. Monco, Montgomery County, Delaware County, yeah, uh, they're all the libs have taken
0: over, and it's and it's the but the thing is, is, the is we world. don't even need them at this point. And no, the way no, that, that no, The no. way that that political no. climate in that state is going. If it's moving world, yeah. solidly if, Republican. If if Berks,
3: Luzerne, you know all these rural counties jack up the turnout like they did in sixteen Allegheny. Them, yeah, I which I think they will. I think rural yeah. counties would turn out heavy for Trump as as always. Look it, at the it's rally. Gonna, it's going to overwhelm the 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 Philly turnout.
0: Look at the good. rally that Trump just had uh, in oh I forget the name of the town. It's a town out in I think North Central Pennsylvania. I know you're talking about. Um, yeah. It starts with an L, I yeah. believe, and. He it's had not, a rally it,
3: there. It's not big at all, folks. Not it's, huge. Yeah.
0: Had a massive yeah, yeah. Trump people crowd. flocked Massive Trump flocked crowd. It, yeah. The overflow crowd was thousands of people. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about the Rona up there. They yep. said, let's go to the let's Trump go. rally. Also, and this week, Trump is going to yeah. have, I think, six or seven rallies. Yeah. So we're not hiding in the basement. Also, look at Erie
3: County. Yep. Erie County starting to- there, there's some uh, winds of change there, too. So,
0: yep. So- uh, Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Pen- Pennsylvania's starting to it's starting to leak. A lot of leakage there Big
0: time. <laughs> for, for yeah, the yeah. Biden people. <laughs> Big time, and and apparently, I mean, Northwest Pennsylvania up in Erie as yeah. well. I mean, it's yeah. it's really, yeah. it's very interesting yeah. how sh- and be sure to check out e- Ellie went up there. So and, you know, to, well, she went to Northeast like, Pennsylvania. Yeah, but, but she,
2: she,
0: you look at galore. You look at Selena Zito's book. Yeah, the Great Revolt. Mm-hmm. And it's happening times 10 this election. Yeah. It's speeding up the divide between the urban coastal elite Democrats, which is the only place that they have strongholds. Yeah. Versus the rest of the country. Yeah. And it's really interesting. And uh, we have a friend anonymous out in Orange County, California, uh, behind enemy lines out there in California. Last time in 2016, Trump lost Orange County vote. The first time a Republican in this man's lifetime had lost it. Uh, and this was before ballot harvesting stole the 45th district house seat from Mimi Walters. This guy said didn't vote for Trump in 2016. For the first time in his life, he left President Blank on the ballot. However, he's been pleasantly surprised and will vote enthusiastically for President Trump in November. In 2016, the only place he saw Trump signs was in Newport's Balboa Island, which is a very rich neighborhood. This year... Uh, There's many Trump areas that are s- showing support for Trump. People have set up tables on the street with America flags and Trump banners. So the Trump people out there are pretty professional. The Biden people are, seem to be ragtag that are throwing stuff together who are alarmed at the Trump enthusiasm. So that's very interesting. I think – I saw a poll out this morning that Hillary won California by what? I think it was about 27 to 30 points, Jeez, right? Yes. I saw a California poll this morning that had Trump only losing California by fifteen. Fifteen. Now, if that happens, that's a swing of millions of votes. Yeah. Okay. Because look at California and the aggregate is yeah. huge, right? But the effect that that could have Acro- yeah. on House races, yeah. Yeah. yeah, big. We would if that number bore out, we would take back all of the House seats that we lost. Yeah. In twenty eighteen. Yeah. So I mean, we didn't lose them;
3: they were stolen through that well through ballot through that ballot you gotta be kidding me yeah I know
0: that we said that no no way no way Sorry. so we'll see what happens yeah. there it's gonna be interesting to see because yeah. let's not forget yeah Trump's not gonna win California obviously no he's not but anything he can chip off there yeah. will have huge effects on down exactly. ballot and that which is exactly what Obama did people in, in California in are pissed runs. you know like he, yeah. he
3: knew that he wasn't gonna win like our deep red county in, in yeah. Iowa but yep. he still went the out there to show people that he cared and, and, and gave outreach, and he was able to win enough working white working class voters mm-hmm. to win two decisive elections, which is a voter block that, yet again, the Democrats have spit on and ignored and mocked. Yeah, so,
0: um, yeah no, I agree. Yeah, that's that, – oh, my God. And last but not least, we have Brad out in Wichita, Kansas, yeah. which is a Republican area, but he says, not by as much as you might think. Uh, it's predominantly white, upper-income, college degrees, and swings more moderate. But not yeah, a lot of signs. Degrees,
3: there you
0: go. Yeah, he said not a lot of signs pre-Labor Day. However, he suggested an interesting theory, and that's yeah. why I wanted to bring this up. Yeah, He suggests that the mask, no-mask preference is a better proxy for political preference than yard signs at this point because thoughts on COVID have broken sharply on ideological lines. Uh, he says that his boys play a lot of sports. And that evenings and weekends, he's out at all the fo- you know, soccer, football fields. The county has a mask mandate, and the leagues have mandated that all parents wear masks. However, only 5% do so. Virtually nobody is taking these mask mandates seriously. And he thinks that the Dems and the GOP are both taking a big gamble here. The Dems have gone extreme shutdown. The GOP is openly thumbing our noses at it. So where do the fickle, undecideds and suburban soccer moms end up on the issue? He says, "Tough to say, but what he's seen gives him optimism." Yeah, that's interesting. I, well, think I can that's tell you right theory. now, the soccer moms are not for extreme lockdowns. Well, in the COVID,
3: I, I, I can say that right now,
0: the yeah. the COVID issue has yeah. surprisingly faded significantly. Yeah. yeah, it's gone from being the top issue now to like number five. Yeah, which is part of the reason in in my analysis why Biden's numbers have been tanking. Yeah, because that was his issue. Yeah, and he's gambling everything on the fact that there's going to be a COVID resurgence. And if there's yeah. not, well, he's pretty much fucked. And
3: also, it's gone down, right, in, in terms of voter, uh, yeah. Yeah. right? But also, he said in an interview, I will do extreme lockdowns. Yep. And I don't think that resonated well with the soccer Nope. That soccer moms want—they well, want their kids to go back to school. Yep. They want their—they want their kids to return to their friends and social life mm-hmm. and and get that get that going for for especially for young kids. They want to get that the back in school for the child not, not only for learning but for just regular childhood development of interaction with social beings. Yep. You know, it's it's nobody wants this anymore. And then the new CDC report about how only six percent of healthy people die, actually died from COVID, whereas everybody else had mm-hmm. comorbid – like extreme comorbidities. You know. Yeah, uh, diabetes, um, obesity, heart conditions, heart yeah, conditions yeah. especially. You know, people you know with organ transplants, who are fighting cancer, and I'm not saying that that it's any less tragic. But these are people that are always susceptible to dying from any disease. Right, the flu. Yeah. I, I mean, mean they, they give you immunosuppressants for organ transplants, folks. I mean, yeah, you, you could die from the flu. It's flu shot
0: time. Yeah, by it the way. is flu shot I time. I need to go get that. Getting it, like getting it first week in October, like I usually do. Might be a little late. Heard it's gonna really? start soon. Really? Uh, season because remember, it takes two weeks to go into effect. I know, I know. But exactly. usually
3: like by mid-October, that's like when it's like— your, I think your, I'm going to do it
0: right before the first debate. Anyway, yeah. well, personally. i, I got to get, right? get my physical debate, uh, So I've right? so get
3: that done all in one swoop.
0: Last but not least, uh, let's talk about—we about, have the new Town Hall Media Podcast, mm-hmm. War for the White House, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and townhall.com. It's a very good podcast. Uh, definitely more serious than what we bring you here on Triggered, but it brings you insights yeah. from our entire team who have been covering this day in and day out. We've had some team members go out to places like Pennsylvania. We have uh, our own Beth, who's going to be going out to Michigan and Wisconsin in the coming weeks. Unlike the mainstream media, we actually bring you true news from the ground in these places. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. I think we're in... Very positive shape oh, right now. I think. <laughs> I I feel yeah. phenomenal about this, and you know a lot can change. It's I feel so confident. I
3: think Trump's gonna win the matter. I think it's. I'm so confident of that. We should probably just cancel the election and just say well, Let's just keep him in office. Yeah, just right? keep him in yeah. office. It's like it's like <laughs> Jack Ryan. Remember the, the, yeah the, the, the Latin American country. They they they, the, they shut down the polling place. The polling the results poll- show that the president is head by so much that yeah. you can't lose. So we're the election.
0: <laughs> well, let me tell you, you know, when the president says, you know, if you really want to make them angry, say twelve more yeah, years. Twelve more years. He's he, right. And, and President Trump's out here fighting for us when not many people would have stepped yeah. up in the way that he did. So they're not coming after for, me. They're coming after you. It's true. 100% true. All right, so we're going to wrap it up here today. Of course, if you love us, we love you all. So give us your five-star ratings and reviews. If you'd like to reach out at any time, email us, triggered at townhall.com. Of course, follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. We will be back here on Thursday for another episode of Triggered. We'll see you then. Later.